afraid that I'm closer than you are. I mean, I can't really get closer unless I'm sitting on the okay. edge of that, and that's not... It's no sort of back support. Just as long as we're both at the same volume level, because if I have to... Like, I scooted back last time, which I'm totally fine with, but I just want to make sure that we're both... Keep your distance. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to say, keep scooting. Keep going. <laughs> Back off. Back it up. Swan na 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 na. Beep. Beep. <laughs> beep. 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 Bitch. No. <laughs> also, I don't know why I said Christmas bitch the other day, but I really liked it. Sorry for the callback already. In the no, very I next love episode. it. Bring back all the callbacks. <laughs> oh, God. That's so good. I think that's going to be a beautiful intro, whatever the fuck we just said. Mm. I think we're in it. Are we in it to win it? To win. Yes. Dude. I first, of course. (laughs) I want to talk about something that happened today that made me so mad. And maybe it's just because I'm super sensey or what I don't, I don't know, whatever. Maybe I was just having an off day or something. But I should back it up by telling you another story about the person. I'm going to tell you a story first about slapping things out of people's hands. I love it. And how much I enjoy doing that. It's one of my favorite things. Stop clicking my pen. Got it. <laughs> Editor says, stop clicking <laughs> your goddamn pen. Editor is like almost always This right. is why I don't have a clicky pen, because otherwise I would keep doing it. Trade out the pen. Thank you. Perfect. <laughs> Wait, no, I don't take it away. I like it. Okay. Okay. <laughs> the next time you click it, I swear to God, I'm going to slap it out of your hand. I... <laughs> <laughs> Genuine. <laughs> Good times. God, that was so, so real. <laughs> Alright, so it started when this one person that I worked with, um, she'd be holding a piece of paper and she'd be talking to me off of this piece of paper that she's only using for this one moment. It's invoice. She's telling me what's coming in or whatever. And if she held it in just the right angle, like just like flat down to the ground, and like if she just relaxed for a second, I would smack it out of her hands. Yes. And that's where I really truly fell in love with the action of just fucking smacking shit out of people's hands. It's comedic gold. But there are rules, okay? (laughs) The rules are it needs to be a worthless object that no one really particularly cares about. Correct. And if it's paper, that's perfectly fine because you slap it out of their hands dramatically and it wafts to the ground in a feathery motion. Which just adds to the comedic level. Yeah, it's perfect. So... Wait, pause. Can I just say... Sure. You are allowed to slap something semi-valuable, like a beer or a plate of nachos, if you are willing to then replace those things. Well, and in the appropriate... Like, dude, if you're slapping a beer out of someone's hands, chances are it's in glass. If it's in a red solo cup... Are you willing to clean up glass? How drunk is everyone? If you're on a patio, it's in a red solo cup... Slap that shit. Sure, it's a funny. Yard, and then go maybe. buy them a beer because it's fucking funny. Yes, I don't know about a patio because as a service industry worker, I'd be pissed at you for that. Well, I, oh, I'm thinking like a. a how cement. about your own backyard? Sure. And then you go get another one out of your house and say, "Just kidding, you laugh, Jeffrey." You uh, crack it open for him. Right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Right. Like I'm down with that too. Okay. Although that is actually a little far in my opinion. <laughs> if that's you, you know, you do you, Swan. You just wait till I slap a plate of matches out your. Okay, but if you do, prepare to deal with the consequences. <laughs> now let me finish my story. Yes. So, I started talking about this with someone else who I've worked with for like five years. They're in a different department. Very fun-loving, but also just like, whatever. So I started a little bit of a beef with him recently because 
one day I got free gyro meat and I was really excited. And Wait, you got what? Free gyro meat. What's y- gyro? Gyro. Oh, gyro. <laughs> okay, gyro to the American. Yeah. Okay. I looked it up on YouTube before ever ordering one because I was like, I'm saying this right when I order it. So, yeah. gyro. Gyro. <laughs> Yeah, but when you said it fast, I was like, Sorry. what? But no, I, I know it Because I'm a pro now. I've been Sorry. ordering for Sorry. like eight years, dude. You're okay. practically Greek. <laughs> practically Greek. Yeah. Just kidding. <laughs> anyway. We're not trying to culturally appropriate on the Greek. Not even close to... You won't let me do anything fun. Wait, you're not allowed to have any... I won't let you do anything. Uh, I'm like noisy. fiddling with everything. We need a fidget spinner for you. Yeah, but they're noisy. Oh, the expensive... My 11-year-old tells me the expensive <laughs> ones are silent because I... Kept taking his away because all I could hear was. Wait, wait till you see the new ones. They're really kind of upsetting. You're never gonna let me tell the story. They're really kind of I'm upsetting sorry. in a sense that they're they're like, they're just a piece of like plastic webbing, but kind of in the same manner as like the handcuffs that you got at the skating rink. Yeah, the, the little finger, Chinese finger trap, finger handcuffs, but they have a little marble in them. And when it was first handed to me, I was like, this is stupid. Why would I like this? And all of a sudden, like, I'm talking to her, and I was like, actually, this is terrifically relaxing. 20 minutes later, you're like a cat with cat. No, I, well, I set it down, because I was like, I'm actually really enjoying this. And she was like, yes, the teachers love them because they're silent. Yeah. And I was like, it is it is really silent, so I'm not upsetting anyone while I'm fiddling with this. Nice. And she was like, do you need to take that with you? And I was like, I'm not a child! Like, I don't know! Because she she brought it, like, from one of her kids. Yeah. And it was, like, in her office, and I was like, what is this? I'm putting that on your Christmas Maybe list that. for next year. <laughs> Dude, you would just literally have to buy some, like, <laughs> plastic piping, put a marble in it, and I'd be like, what? <laughs> what? What's this? Anyway, sorry. Okay, so much. back to this fellow. Um... Get some free meat, excited about making gyros, dreaming about them. Like, you know, the only pitas we have are, like, this big, and there's Mm -hmm. a place across the street that makes fresh pita bread, and, like, I'm, like, getting the lettuce, I got the tzatziki, like, I'm, like, ready. You're there. So, I get all my stuff ready, I put it by the back door, I clocked out, they go across the street, go get the the bread, it's warm still. (gasps) Oh. I'm walking it slowly across the street with two hands because it's so big. It's like pizza crust. I'm just like, I love you right now. You've swaddled it. I come around the corner to go into the back door of the co-op and dude walks out the back door, looks me in the eye and slaps my fucking pita bread out of my hands into a mud puddle. Okay, it wasn't exactly a puddle, but the ground was wet and muddy and he slapped my... I said, I will never forgive you for this. <laughs> As I picked it up off the ground. Oh my god. And then, like, I just kept calling him. Like, every time I saw him, he would be like, hey, what's going on? He actually has a greeting that he says to me every time he sees me. And has for years and years and years. Every time he yeah. sees me. What up with it? And I was like, what's up is you're a dick. Like, I would just, like, <laughs> not say hello back to him. Like, yeah. I was mad at him for, like, moods. I would be. So, this is the person... That helps me with this situation that I'm getting into the original story now. Okay. About some blueberries, which... So I go out there, and I'm like, hey, what's up? There's blueberries right here. And she's like, no, I want frozen ones. And I was like, okay, well, then that's to the freezer not section. my apartment, but um, I'd be glad to, like, research that for you. I was like, they don't 
go here though if you want frozen ones they go where we have freezers in the store and like i didn't say it like that but i was just like yeah. you're in the wrong space seems a little common sense to me but okay. well, you know maybe yeah. not they're very very you know just they were having some trouble okay so i go to the back and i find a grocery employee that i know is in charge of doing this thing and um I'm like, hey, do you know if we have any blueberries? It's the bread slapper, by the way. Mm -hmm. Bread slapper is like the orderer of the blueberries. Mm -hmm. He's like, yeah, we have all sorts of frozen blueberries. And I was like, okay, well, you go to the blueberries. I'll go get the people because they're still in the produce department. I'll bring them over to you. So he goes to the blueberries and we meet like back between the produce department because I'm bringing them. And he stands in front of them and she's like, where are the frozen blueberries? And he's like, all we have are the mixed berries. And she's like, two facings of mixed berries when clearly the blueberries are more popular. And he was like, I'm sorry, we don't have any right now. And she she double pistol finger gunned him and said, bang. <gasps> bang. What? And I was like, dude, like, I, as soon as the conversation finished, I was like, you, follow me to him. And took him to the back. And I was like... That was not right, dude. Like, I was like, I'm freaking sorry that she did that to you. Like, and he was like, it's not a big deal. And I was like, no, dude. That's, that's rude. That's threatening. It's rude. Like, I'm sorry that your fucking smoothie life is over because there were no frozen blueberries. And I also said, dude, I'm sorry she didn't give me enough warning to run and jump in front of that bullet. I was like, I'd have pushed you out of the way from her fucking finger guns if I had a second. And and I'm saying it made me so mad that I was that defensive of bread slapper. That you're already mad yeah, at. Yeah, you're my you're still I get to tease him. you, but no, no. People do not get to make hypothetical gun motions at no. you. In this, Especially not in little this old ladies. I'm sorry. Political but, climate. No, seriously. She put her fingers, two fingers. Full gun. Wait, wait, pause. Did she cock it sideways, gangster style? No, it was, she's like, <laughs> literally, her husband's holding her cane. She's literally leaning on her cart. So I understand. I'm, I really what am sorry fuck? if your smoothie day was ruined. Like, the, no, okay. In, I, in this situation. Finger said bang. In this situation, I, I know it's hard because you like work there and you're supposed to be like professional and you can't do anything that's going like, to threaten your job and this is a customer or whatever. But in this situation, I would have looked at this woman and said, excuse me, and made her feel like a piece. I would have fucking berated her. I'm not kidding. I get too that, scared. And that's the thing, too. And I that is somebody such else bullshit, about though, it, because I guarantee this bitch has gotten away with doing stupid shit is, like that. I don't want... That is so aggressive. I don't want to lose my job. And I think a lot of this stems from there was... I have gauged what... I'm allowed to do as best I can, yeah. having been at this establishment for eight working years. retail. You have to. And one of the stories that I flash back to a lot when thinking about this was maybe a year into working there, I went to my manager and I was like, I need to talk to you about this one customer that won't stop hitting me. Yeah. And it's not like she was like slapping me across the face, but she was giving me a good like bro slap on the shoulder, on the back, on all like and it would be every time she came into the store yeah. and it was always the same words. You're so lucky to be a, a, hired at such a nice establishment. You're so, and all the while, like while slapping me 
And mind you, like, I'm new here. I don't have any friends. I'm lonely. I'm tired. I'm yeah. sad. I'm mourning. Like, I'm trying to adjust to a new job mm-hmm. and a cruel climate. Yeah. And, like, I, now this stranger woman is hitting me. Like, I was clearly very sensitive. But at the same time, like, dude, why do you have to hit me? So right. I went to my boss, and I was like, boss, man, I'm scared because this woman keeps hitting me. And, like, I'm terribly worried that I'm accidentally going to, like, Start patting her back. You know what? Well, you're lucky to be retired, and slap, you don't slap, have to slap, work. Slap. And like, yeah, like I was just like, I'm, I'm worried that, about the way that this is making me feel. And well, my because boss said, you're because you're saying I don't want to keep ignoring this until I it builds up and I just pop off. And on my this boss said, if you do anything other than let her do that, I will fire you. What? Yep. She said she's the customer. You're a customer service employee. If you do anything other than let her do that. And she said, if you have to, like in a really condescending way, if you have to, you're welcome to walk yourself off the sales floor and take a minute, but then you need to get back to work. I, my blood is boiling right now. (laughs) It's that idea of, no, if somebody wants to invade your personal space as an employee, you're not allowed to have an opinion about that. Fuck that! If somebody I just in- don't know where the line is, was is what I'm trying to say. I was trying to figure <sighs> it out then, and, like, I just, I don't know where the line is. And also, like, in this instance, it was not very helpful, yeah. protective, whatever, like, it, I don't know. Cause it wasn't I, even I, encouragement of leaving. It was like, well, if you think you're gonna get yourself fired, then yeah. go ahead and leave the store. Instead like, of being like, let's troubleshoot this, let's give you, you know, tools to... Because I think an appropriate response in that situation is to approach the customer and say some version of, hey, I'm not comfortable with you doing this. Would you yeah. would you mind refraining from doing this? The problem I think with I that I need to work on that so much. Well the problem with that is even something so polite like that feels confrontational. Yeah. And so many I like I know myself, like there are definitely instances where I want to pop the fuck off and get in somebody's face. But for the most part, I am non confrontational because I don't I think it's I think a lot of people are just like, oh, I just, I don't want to start trouble, you know, but it's, so even saying something like, hey, I I know that this is probably a friendly gesture for you, but it it just makes me feel a little uncomfortable. Like, would you, blah, 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 blah. Even that feels like you're starting something. Yeah. And you feel like it's, it's having that conversation is uncomfortable and it feels weird, which is like, that's probably the correct course of action, but it still feels like it's on you and it's uncomfortable. Well, and I have another problem too, because... I don't know how to say this other than just to say because of different levels and sorts of traumas that I've been in mm-hmm. and just because life is hard and and because I I don't want to pop off not because I don't like to start con- confrontation. I don't want to pop off because people don't listen to you when you pop off and because I want to try to be mature and communicative and deal through situations as they come as best I can. Like, I want to do that. And so I try to keep at one level. But the problem is, back to the traumas, like, I'm so easily triggered in so many different manners that I can't promise you I won't go from... Oh, this is making me sound like a crazy person, but I mean, like... No, I don't think it does. When feeling... When things get extreme like that, and when, like the right thing happens, it's not just, like, slow, medium, large, slow, medium, fat, <laughs> fast <laughs> for anger or upset. Right, it's, it's like, zero to 60. Yeah, it's like, it's like, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm not fine! Yeah, <laughs> and that's usually how those things happen, and I think the thing with people who have survived some type of trauma, the triggers are not 
usually the things that you would assume that they not would be. Not at all. Sometimes it's a touch. Sometimes it's yeah. a, a word or a voice or something. Why don't you keep trying to explain to people, too, without warning? If Like, the second that you just go, hey, to me, like, and you think you're surprising me and you're being cute and yeah. I love you and stuff like that, yep. but I don't know who you are and you just threw me into a world you don't want to know about. Exactly. Like, and it's usually somebody who's... Fair. Somebody who's trying to be friendly or somebody who's or trying like to... someone who loves you. Yeah, and it's like they can trigger that thing and it's usually something that they don't expect, like... But it, it does. It triggers something from a past trauma and it brings you into a very dark, very defensive, very aggressive place. And that, I mean, yeah. Like I had a past partner. We were cooking together. It was a really sweet situation. We are making soup. We are like half-closed, clothed. <laughs> and... They grabbed a wooden spoon and slapped me on the ass with it, and mm. I damn near punched them in the face. Yeah. Like, I wound up. Yeah. My fist was up, and then I was like, oh, <laughs> that was a fun-loving thing. Sorry. Yeah. Like, I, I'm sorry. Like, and that's, that's the thing I think is so very difficult to explain to people about post-traumatic stress. Yeah. And, like, being, like, I do very normal very well mm -hmm. <laughs> as yeah. you can see from that sentence <laughs> like, yeah I, I live exist in this world but yeah. like you can't know what things people have been through and yeah. what your actions are going what reactions they're going to create and I think that is one really difficult thing about I'm very glad that people are empowered to be themselves mm -hmm. but your privilege is showing if you think you can just touch people yeah. and not have anything happen from it or you think you can just you know say something and it's just going into the void do you think you're so freaking important that like this nothing person in front of you is not gonna hurt at all from these really condescending and awful things that they're saying like I can't yeah. express that enough that I wish people would listen to the words that they're saying to mm -hmm. other people. It's or, or just, like, the idea of, like, when you're saying, like, oh, I play, I play normal really well. To me, that's saying, like, two things. One, how many, I mean, the percentage of people that have suffered past trauma or something that are walking around playing normal to the idea that it makes you feel like everybody else is normal and you're the imposter. It's where it's like, that's why I want people to like open up more. This is a and safe like, space for that. For yeah. Sure. And like have a voice and say like, no, you're not alone, which is why it's like, yeah. I'm always, I always try to be really open about like mental health issues, like issues that I have, the fact that I'm in therapy, the fact that I'm a rape survivor, like all these things that people don't want to talk about because it's like, the last thing I want is for people to feel like they're alone and to feel like they're the only one, quote-unquote, playing normal. Well, I think that's what we're trying to do here, too, is start the conversation. Absolutely. We want... We absolutely do not profess to be the... <laughs> what is the... The pinnacle of... Yeah. The, yeah. the word for that feeling right. or whatever. Yeah. But at the same time, let's talk about it. Like, what can... What can you say to me... That we can start a conversation mm -hmm. with, or what, what questions do you have, or what statements do you have, and what didn't we cover that covers trauma for you? Yeah, um, definitely. Decent spot to say that our email is imyourpersonpodcast at gmail.com. Pacham! So please uh, talk to us. Yeah, and then the other thing I was going to say, too, is when, when you were saying, um, you know, people going around in this world doing and saying whatever they want without a thought of the other person, it's like, this... 
old lady uh, who's doing finger guns at somebody. How does she not, how does she know, like, maybe this person that she was doing finger guns at, how does she not know maybe that their sister died from a gunshot or, like, they were held at gunpoint at one point? Like, how, it's one of those things where it's like, get out of your own fucking head and realize that the people around you are dealing or have dealt with things that you know nothing about and to maybe be, just be, you don't, just be aware of it. Like, you're not, I think... In this day and age, people are so into themselves and so concerned with their own bubble and what people are thinking about them. But what they don't realize is, like, everybody is so self-obsessed that nobody's thinking about the impact that they're having on anybody else around them. Or the fact that nobody gives a shit what shirt you're wearing or the fact that you've worn those jeans three days in a row. Like, nobody fucking cares. Like, I will say, though, that there's two sides to that, too, because you did say the words, everybody is doing this or everybody yeah so for the other side of that um there are some people that have absolutely no ego and absolutely no space in this world and absolutely no empowerment and absolutely no self-esteem and when you are there with your i'm the only thing that matters attitude stomping around Treating people with no ego, no self-esteem, etc. like that. Mm -hmm. Dude, you're destroying lives. Like, it's small. It's a tiny, tiny thing. But if it's so freaking tiny, can you not? Can you just not do it? Mm -hmm. Can you just not shoot your finger guns over your fucking blueberry smoothies at my friend, please? Yeah. And can you just not hit me repeatedly while telling me how lucky I am to have a job? Yeah. And can Which you, I believe can is like a just fucking not. That's like a two level assault because number one they're slapping you aggressively and number two, you're so lucky to have this job. Fuck you. Yeah. How do you know I didn't fucking earn this shit on my own merit? Yeah. Like don't fucking tell me what well, I'm I lucky for. I think she for. just was feeling like uh, it's just weird. I think she was just feel, she's like kind of a little bit of a shut in and um, I think kind of glorified the spot that we were that we work at a little bit yeah. and was just saying we were lucky to work at such a good place because she was grateful for it. And that's awesome. And thank you for being grateful for it. And I'm grateful for it too. And it's helping me pay my bills. And I've made a community here and a lot of friends. And I've been in Mm -hmm. a million bands because of this and all those things. But can you say those words and not assault me, please? (laughs) Like at the same time. Yeah. Because that's technically, I mean, technically, right? Like, that's like, yeah, you're hitting me, dude. It's, it's somebody who's <laughs> touching you that you don't feel comfortable with. And I feel like employment or not, you should be allowed to say, please don't touch me. And I think I, I think I, um, the problem was I was saying that and she wasn't listening. And so that's when you need, that's when that's management when should have, my yes, management and, and should I have said, backed you I'm up. asking her to stop and she won't stop and yes. I'm afraid I'm going to hit her. Yep. Like, <laughs> I'm sorry, like, do something enough yeah. when I'm telling you to stop and you're going to get hit, kicked, or bit. Like, yeah. that shit's going on. You're, yeah. It's going down. And the shitty thing is then it becomes your problem. Right. That you have to deal with right. this. You have to figure out a way to either talk to her or you have to get off get off the uh, floor when she's there. And you have or... to stay calm. And yeah. You... It becomes your problem. You have to not lose your shit. Right. That's what is very frustrating for me is like... It shouldn't be your fucking problem. I mean, it's one reason why I want to just, like, 
never leave my house. Yeah. <laughs> if I don't leave my house, I don't have to deal with this <laughs> stuff. strangers like, can't touch me. <laughs> I think because I, uh, I tend to be pretty extroverted, people tend to assume that I am extroverted. Mm-hmm. And truly, it's just like... So much of it is not for me. <laughs> so yeah. much of it is because... We'll dig back into empathy again, I guess. But because... I can feel so much of what people are feeling and sometimes just not even have an idea. I'm just like, dude, you feel really heavy right now. Can I help? You want to throw some of that over here? I'll hold it for you. Like, I just don't know what to That's do. such a good image. Throw some of that over here and I'll hold that for you. I mean, that is what an overly empathetic person will do. The thing is, I, I will. Yeah. Like, if it's too much for you to hold right now, give me some of that, dude. Like, let me, let me shoulder a little bit of that for you. And the problem becomes... I don't want to leave the house. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that's a problem. Uh, The problem becomes when you don't shower for a week. (laughs) No, the problem... How dare you? (laughs) (laughs) The problem becomes that then you, because you're overly empathetic and you try to take that on for other people and you try to help them and, and do all these things, then you then become weighed down by oh, the reach by dude. multiple people's baggage. Yeah. And suddenly it's all on your back, whether it's one person or five people that you've decided to Well and you wouldn't believe how many people it actually is. Oh yeah. The I'm sure it's a in lot. The hundreds. And then it and then it's on your back. When you forget to let it go. That's something that yes. a bunch of other people are talking to me about too is like, great, take it and let it flow through. And you. then let it go. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. that's all you're supposed to be doing is like let me sit in this with you mm-hmm. for a second. Yeah, I think it's interesting, though, how some people can be really closed off in a way of, like, it's a it's a way of, like, self-protection or, you know, not wanting to be vulnerable. And I, I totally get it. It's not in my makeup. Yeah. Like, I just... And I have, at times, been like, I wish I wasn't this way or, like, I wish I could stop this. And there are certain ways... That I can mute it, etc. But I, I get it. Like, I I so understand that we're not all the same and we don't have the same ways of processing things. Because I know, like, I'm one of those people that, like, if I'm going through something and I'm trying to champion it, if one person, if one fucking I know, person... I says the right, wrong No, thing. not even that. Like, a lot Uh-oh. of people will just be like, oh, give me a hug. No, As don't soon as somebody hugs me, me, I will break down and start yeah. weeping. And then I'm like, God damn it because it's that thing of like somebody is just like physically holding you and just sort of like absorbing your pain. These are my first hugs in the last year. Like I have said if we're keeping up with Swan this is per podcast beer number two but per day beer number three. Okay I'm not going to call you out on that although you you gotta pick one. I podcast. I'm just counting per podcast, okay. but then you were calling me out last time and saying I was I, a liar. I thought about that, and I was gonna make it better this time. Don't lie. Don't lie. No, I don't lie. I wasn't trying to. Which Mormon anybody. roots got to swans? Um, no, I'm I'm one of those people that, um, for the most part, I try to like be tough. But there are some times where shit goes down and it's, it's, you can't help it. Suddenly you're crying. Suddenly you're. Yeah. Important. It's amazing. It's beautiful. It's scary. It's scary. It's scary. For me, it's scary. It's frightening as fuck, dude. Yeah. Dude, this is one of the main things I'm talking about in therapy right now. Vulnerability is fucking terrifying. So, you know how 
So are roller coasters. Yeah. Um, I kind of look at... So often, I'm on the precipice of a important situation where mm-hmm. I have the opportunity to be vulnerable or not. And I just look at it like a roller coaster. Because the thing is, most of the time... Well, always you have the... the you're going to lose. Like, always you have the, the chance that mm-hmm. you're going to lose or that that you're going to get hurt or whatever. But so often I find that I just end up making a friend or looking at someone differently and closer and like just strengthening relationships when being vulnerable. So the way that I'm dealing with it right now and the, the, the walls that I'm coming across and the really scary parts that are, that I'm dealing with Mm -hmm. is not so much like, you know, building a new friendship out of this, like, chance of being vulnerable. Like, I'm fine with that. Well, I thought the we thing, were something special. The, okay. the thing that I struggle with is is being vulnerable with somebody that you have a long-term relationship with. Yeah, that's tough. And and, and I've talked to my therapist. We've we've talked a lot about it. And it's, it's the idea of being vulnerable, choosing to be vulnerable with this person that I've known them for so long that I already know what their reaction's going to be, and I know that it's not going to be what I want. And it's very scary to still choose to be vulnerable, knowing that they are going to squash yeah, that. Yeah, the only thing that gets to change is you. Right. You're the only thing that can possibly change that, or it doesn't get to change at all, and that's yes. scary too. And it's the idea that you have to continuously do it for them to finally catch on and be like, oh, you know, this is the 10th time they've kind of done this thing. Maybe I should pay attention to this. And it's it's really scary. And it's something that I'm working on in a couple of my personal relationships right now. Question. Answer. At what point do we stop being vulnerable when we know the effects? Like, what... I can tell you what I'm getting mad, so just wait a second. But I can tell you, I've got, yep. Because, okay, no, go ahead. I think think what you're saying is, at what point do you stop? Because at some point it turns into the relationship. At some point it turns into like a sort of masochistic, like you're just hurting yourself. I mean, I guess I understand the like, maybe you can. Go ahead. No words. Yeah, but, but what I'm saying is. And I, I'm sort of interpreting what my therapist and I have been talking about, but what she has been saying is that being vulnerable, even when you know it's going to be squashed, has value. And that value is that you know that even though it's going to be squashed, you know that exercising vulnerability is like exercising a muscle. And you're doing it because you want to let yourself be a more open, vulnerable person. And you don't want to be closed off and you don't want to be this kind of like tight wound, whatever person. So understanding that you're going to be vulnerable and it's stretching a new muscle and you're building strength in this new muscle. And so you're going to keep being vulnerable with this person because it has value. I would say the moment you stop is when you realize that it's not valuable anymore and it's painful and hurtful in not a helpful way because when you're working out new muscles it is painful but usually it's beneficial because you're building strength yes so when it becomes a point where it's no longer beneficial you realize maybe i'm not going to break through with this person maybe i'm not going to have the type of relationship i want to have 
maybe they're not accepting of this, whatever, then it just becomes masochistic. You're hurting yourself. You are going into a relationship where you're constantly being hurt and hurt and hurt and you're not getting anything back. That's when you pull back and then you just have to redefine the relationship that you have with that person. And you just have to tell yourself, you know, if you're, if you're still gonna choose to have this person in your life, you just have to say, I still want this person in my life, but maybe not to this level. Maybe I have to pull back and just have a more not so in-depth, I don't want to say shallow, but just a lighter level of relationship with that person. I literally call it breaking up with someone. Because, I mean, and if you choose you to, to completely cut that person no, no, no. out of your life, it, you it can takes do that. A breakup before, so it's like, or maybe it's, this isn't just a normal thing, but for me, to hit the reset button, things have to end for a second. And if I'm mm-hmm. going to try again to build a new relationship with you, and I'm going to try it this time, like if I love you so much that I want to keep being around you or being with you, and I'm discussing this in a non-romantic sense, like mm-hmm. I'm talking about friendships here, but this this goes for relationships too. Like Any type of relationship. If I love you and I want to continue being around you, then I'm probably going to have to hit a reset button and like take a goddamn break from you. Mm-hmm. And so I don't even mean a particular amount of time or space or whatever. I mean that I literally signify a breakup in my mind where I'm like, it's time to break up with this person mm-hmm. again. And if I call them again the next day, well, I guess I, I guess we got back together. Like, and I don't want to encourage that sort of behavior. Yeah. However, it does make me be like, nope, you broke the rules because I set these rules. And I think the most important thing is fucking telling them the rules. I was like, just going to ask you. So when oh, you do this so quote tough. unquote breakup, do you, do you have a verbal conversation with them? I, my most recent and honest, like my most recent relationship that is a friend relationship that I have broken up with the most times, probably ever of any friend, honestly, and continue to get back together with them. It's been about 50-50. It's been, I have taken weeks of homework of emotional homework and like researched mm-hmm. my feelings and tried to think of ways to talk to them. The problem is they have really like treacherous and unintentionally abusive defensiveness behaviors. Well, defensiveness, like the second that you try and talk to them, unless I sugarcoat it with the sweetest voice ever, you're not in trouble. You're not, like mm-hmm. it just mean it's very difficult to express to them how I actually feel without them hitting the same six uh, defensive maneuvers that they usually do. Yeah, and the second they start doing that, then I'm like, you're not ready. And it's tough because there are so many things about this person that I really want. I want to have that relationship in someone in my life. Mm -hmm. And I want them to be that person because I know they want to be that person too. But the second that they get cozy and comfortable, then they start making it my responsibility again to tell them when they're being too ridiculous or like when they're hurting my feelings or whatever. They just forget. They've forgotten all of the breakup talks. Yeah. It just takes a couple of weeks or a few encounters of hanging out and they don't remember anymore the things that I dreamed about, wrote about, <laughs> bled about, <laughs> sang about. Mm-hmm. They don't remember those things anymore and they just go back to their old ways and it makes me really sad. Do you think that this person would be somebody that if you had a conversation with them and you said, 
and you basically just just kind of said everything you just said and said hey like I love you I want you in my life you do these things though that are invading these boundaries that I have and it makes it really hard for me to be close to you the way I want to and can we have a conversation about this? And in the future, if these things happen, if we fall back into these patterns, maybe we have a safe word or something that I can just say, like, lovingly and caringly, here's the safe word, you're doing this thing again, and it's making me want to pull back. Can you please respect these boundaries so that we can still be engaging in this relationship? The only thing I haven't done is create a safe word, and it's such a good idea for this, this, it, this yes, relationship. Yes, husband and I have safe words for stuff. Yes, but I mean, this one... This person will be so receptive to that. Yes. Although, I don't know. It's tough because, like, I know they love me to pieces, but I also know that I'm their safe space. Mm-hmm. And so they get to act whatever fucking fool they want to act, and I'm not okay with that. But they still have to respect your boundaries, though. Well, the problem is if they... It's not even... Like, I don't even feel enough empowerment to take that space and be like you need to do what I've asked you to do. It's just that they're, it's actually, I, I can't go on like that. Like it's, but even just, just in, just in what you just said, when you're like, you can't do it. Like it's a very, it's a very like aggressive and pitchy and like, ah, but like, what if you turn it into, feel right. But what if you turn it into, Hey, you can't, you can't do this thing that you keep. He doing. forgets. And so you, either come up with a safe word or you keep reminding him and saying yeah. like, Hey dude, I want to be here for you, but you keep doing this thing. And I just, I can't, I can't be that person. I can't be that person for you. You can't go into this territory. You can't do that. You know, whatever it is and bringing it into a way that's not like, ah! but instead is like, Hey, hey, like, like low tones and like, Hey man, I want to be here with you, but I can't be here with you because xyz it drags me into a dark place it's too heavy on me it's too much of a burden i should probably just let him listen to this because yeah because <laughs> all of this is true and yeah. then it would just maybe explain it because the thing is i do have the deepest love for this person and yeah absolutely we're like soulmates in an, our own way and that's all been good information that might help them understand that that i keep essentially without telling them breaking up with them in my head simply but to start a new relationship but they're also getting back together with them and because I think I that's, love them exactly and <laughs> I think that's what they to need to right. hear is that yeah. you are still willing to keep starting this up because you love and care so much so it's not this thing of like you can't do this thing because I can't fucking deal with it there's another too though because it, it does feel like that and but I think the, if they understand that you're like I can't do this thing, but I still want to be here for you. Like, I'm, I'm, I keep coming back because I care for you so deeply. I worry about encroaching on people's own personal values, needs, wants, yeah. relationship yeah. needs, etc. Like, it's important for me to say what I need, but I also don't want to shatter this person's growth and, like... Exactly. The, the, but the that can't be your responsibility. Bounce. I agree, but it's a part of it. Like, like part of the validation of change is having people to witness change. Yeah. Like, I've seen his change. Mm-hmm. He's just not... He doesn't seem to be willing to give it to me. Like, it's like, I've changed so much. Thank you for your support. Everybody else gets to see this change. Except for you. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, this is something that I've sort of talked in therapy about, too, is is 
when people categorize you in a specific category or in a, in a specific pattern and either they change or you change, but they still view you in that same old pattern Oh, it's so bad. and they treat you the same way. And it's the reason why people are uncomfortable with change is because it then forces them to change because you're not that same pattern. It's like a spider web. If you yeah. change something, it reflects upon the whole web. And that goes for both ways, too. We do that. So yeah, so change. I think that's what makes people uncomfortable, and that's where you have to say, hey, either your pattern or my pattern or whatever, it's changing, and so we both have to change along with it. Otherwise, this relationship cannot survive. I think that's the ticket, actually. When I had a really bad anxiety attack, I spoke with this person and was like all of the things that you have known as a consistency in me are mm -hmm. not they're not able to be depended on anymore and I don't think that they listened was mm -hmm. one thing I, I don't think that they really understood that because they they're really caught up in their own head mm -hmm. and just their own stuff and I don't I don't think that they get that because they're still kind of a they're still kind of hoping for things that that aren't happening. I'm, God, I'm sorry I get so caught up in words I can't think of the no, word. No, it's fine. You're just trying to, it. you have a thought and you're just trying to put it into words. That's fine. Expectancy. They have a expectation. Yeah. It seems like there's an expectation there that I'm trying to like let them know that there can't be. Um, and then I also brought up having a really bad panic attack, which I guess... Did, do you have anything else you wanted to say about what I was saying before I went into that? Because I just mentioned it so I could... Oh, um... I mean, I think I've... I think I've kind of touched on a lot of it. I think a lot of it is just... Che you know, checking in with yourself and... Finding out where relationships are... Beneficial. And when sometimes they turn damaging and, and draining and negative and yes every relationship is going to have ebbs and flows and, and everybody wants to have somebody be there for them and be their person and everybody also wants to be the person for somebody else who's in need that feels good it feels it feels lovely and but there are some points where you and sometimes it happens really suddenly and you sort of like wake up one day and you're like oh shit this is a really yeah. unhealthy, draining relationship. Like, what am I getting out of this? And that's where I find myself in quite often. Is like, I love to be somebody's person. I love it so much. But then what happens is I suddenly wake up six months later and I'm like, when was the last time they were my person? When was the last <laughs> the time this person... almost never. <laughs> yeah, exactly. When was the last time this person was there for me and supported me? And, you know, whether that's answering the phone at three in the morning or talking me down from a panic attack or you know, X, Y, Z, whatever. Like there's a lot of things. And it's like sometimes when you try to be there for somebody so hard, you then realize that you've been there for them and they've not been there for you. And that sucks. That fucking hurts. It's awful. Because then it's sort of the death of a relationship because you're like, what the fuck am I here for then? Well, and a portion of this that I'm going through in my own life right now is... I have been so willing to do that without necessarily getting it back, which isn't good practice, by the way. It helps people into bad habits, etc. Yeah. But, like, in a lot of instances, I've been willing to be that friend because that's the way that I've been raised and that's what I've done. Can I just... Wait. 
No. No, because I so badly wanted to do this to you, yeah. and then you... <laughs> I was actually just... <laughs> More than anything, I just wanted to do the, like, finger cling well, so hard. I've done that, because apparently they weren't even trying to... That was nothing. Oh, it was just stretching? Oh, everything's <laughs> gone. <laughs> I just, magic, because everything. I was, like, feeling what you were saying, and I just wanted to be like, dude, me too. <laughs> so hard. So I think the thing that I wanted to get into is that I don't think that that's bad to... Well, I don't think that you should invest your life into those sort of relationships, but I don't think it's bad to be vulnerable, and I don't think it's bad to be giving, and I don't think it's bad to be empathetic, and I don't think it's bad to be there for people, and to be people's freaking person, especially when you can tell that there's no other person that's going to be there for them. Mm -hmm. Fucking step up, dude. Yeah. Do it. I think the world needs more of that. The other side is, when that's your life, and that's what you've been doing, I have recently learned that there is an empty. Yeah. There's actually a point where you have nothing left. Yeah. And I I guess I just kind of took that for granted and I didn't think that that was true until it was. Yeah. I didn't think it was true until I hit that moment where I woke up one morning and I was like I have fucking nothing. Mm-hmm. Like I I can't I can barely move my body out of bed. I don't want anyone to talk to me. I can't believe I have to work eight hours at an establishment where people get to ask me questions and I have to respond to them. Meanwhile, while doing all of this other work and organizing these thoughts, I was fucking empty. I've never hit that point in my life. Like, I'm not saying I've never been so drained, I just don't want to get up. Or yeah, this isn't like, like, I'm just no, drained. This, was, this is like this was rock a, bottom. Yeah, this was an empty that I had never quite felt before. That even people that I loved, I couldn't give them anything. And an interesting thing about hitting that point, and it wasn't very long ago, is the recharge, bro. Yeah. Where is the fucking recharge? So I thought, I was just like, I must have this endless flowing, loving, giving, whatever. Mm -hmm. No, dude. Nope. It was not endless. There was a bottom, and I didn't realize that I used it all up, Mm -hmm. and my recharge, it like... You know, pulls me up to like 5% cell phone bat. Yep. And then I'm all of a sudden at negative again, like five minutes later. And so it's like, I think that's a big thing of what I'm dealing with right now, but also something I was, it's a fucking warning. Yeah. Warning to you, my soul. Like we are talking about finger gun lady and how rude that is. Mm -hmm. And like, think about other people's stuff, but also when you are someone and we all have a million facets to us so like you could be both of these people and all of these people all at the same time but when you use those resources know that there is a bottom yeah and what the recharge is i don't know like it's I think it can it, be sleep i think it's it can be food based on the individual it can be friendship yeah it can be sometimes it's solitude exercise. and aloneness yeah. sometimes it's regrouping with friends but i think one thing is it's that sort of that thing of like put your own face mask on before you help others like make sure that you are taking care of yourself i just use a ball cap what <laughs> you said put your own face mask on i was like oh, i just put like airplane I know. airplane <laughs> oxygen mask god damn it what um explain yourself so i'm sorry but this is something that i've <clears throat> i keep bringing up therapy but this is something that i brought up in therapy too though is like when i get into that place where I'm draining myself or I'm, I'm, I'm giving my everything to somebody else or, or, or whether it's like me having negative thoughts toward myself or, or whatever. My therapist always brings up this thing when I'm talking and I'm saying these things or whatever. 
Your therapist is gonna love this podcast. Oh, I hope she listens. It'd be she can because it's she, never mind. Sorry, you couldn't listen to her podcast, but she can listen to yours. Um, but but she, she does this. She says this thing of of um, it's it's usually when I'm hard on myself, but I think it it pertains to a lot of different situations where when I'm having these really negative thoughts about myself, where I'm like, oh, I I you know I should have done this, I could have done this, like why didn't I do that, like I da, da, da. and she'll she'll just kind of stop me and she'll say would you, would you say those things to a friend? And I'm like, oh my God, no. <laughs> and she says, then why do you feel the right to say those things to yourself? Like kind of treat yourself the way that you would treat a friend and have the same level of understanding and forgiveness. And hey, yeah, you know what? You were going through some stuff today. So the fact that you didn't do that thing, that's okay. Like that's going to be fine. But I think it's the same thing with when you deplete yourself for other people. And you have a job that depletes yourself because you sort of have to be extroverted and you have to talk to people and you have to be available. And maybe you have friends that are going through something and they're sort of leeching off of your energy and, and you're, you're freely giving that away. And that's wonderful and lovely. And that's awesome. But also sort of doing this thing of treat yourself the way that you would also treat a friend. And if you saw your friend getting low on energy, reaching that 15% battery level. Five, buddy. Right. But let's maybe start at 15 <laughs> okay, and say we'll once, once you start hitting 15, sure, yeah. maybe you need to recharge yourself, whether that means hot bubble bath or hanging out with friends or maybe just being alone in a dark room and laying in bed. Whatever you need to do, treat yourself that same way that you're so willing to treat other people. I have two things. Oh, one, I was just going to say that I think that um, a tough thing is, for me, I know what I need to recharge. I would have loved a nap today, but I knew that there... Did you not get a goddamn nap today? I did not get a nap. I did not get a fucking nap. Dude, I was so happy for you because I I, thought you were going to get a nap. I didn't get out of my job until, oh, half an hour after, partially because I bought a beautiful steak. Like, I was busy. Chow, Yeah, I bought a beautiful fucking steak that we should totally eat. It's tiny and going to be amazing. We'll cook it perfectly and eat it with eggs. But I didn't get out till late. I didn't get home. And then there were just things... What I was trying to say was... The recharge, that moment alone, that this or that, is not always possible to... Like, there are people that don't know what the recharge is, and Mm -hmm. that's fine, but I think the majority of the world, we know what our recharge is. We don't fucking have time for it. Like, I I could have named five things that would have helped me recharge that I would have done in the hours of when I got home until when I went to sleep, but there's too many other important things like dishes and clean laundry so I can wear clothes to my job and other things. Go ahead. I think a big part of that is prioritizing. Yeah. Because, because... Not enough, but No, go I know, ahead. I know, but because, yes, there are always going to be a million things to do, but you need to prioritize your own mental health. I can't do that when part of my mental health is I want my fucking kitchen sink to be empty. I understand that, but there are parts, there are times where I'm like, my anxiety gets really ramped up when my to-do list is long. And it's like, I gotta do all these things and I have to do this and I have to make sure. But then I also have to plug into there that, hey, I can't get any of this done unless I'm also taking care of me. So sometimes that means, you know what? 
I've got a million things on my to-do list. I want to do the dishes. I want to start laundry. I need to do this. I have to do this and da da da. But I'm going to choose to prioritize my mental health and I'm going to allow myself a 20 minute whatever yeah. chill session. I mean, I do or I'm going to allow myself cigarettes. a smoke break without I thinking do. about my to-do list. I'm going to have a smoke break and I'm going to admire the snow or admire the sunset or admire this wonderful beer that I'm having and I'm not going to think about my to-do list the entire time I'm smoking. What if you do all of that and it's not... And it's not enough. Yeah. Remember, we're talking about absolute empty right now. Like, yeah, yeah. It's not that I need... I need, like, a tropical vacation. A tropical vacation. So do I. Yeah. Uh, the goddamn ocean. I'm getting too too deep. I need... Do we need to go on vacation together? Is that what I'm oh hearing? Oh my god. Yeah. I'm your person. Yeah. Goes to Hawaii. Dude, my for brother is stationed in Hawaii. Honey. I almost... <laughs> my reaction was I'm almost... No, no. I'm, I'm so sorry. <laughs> my reaction was almost a puke noise. But it would have been like out of excitement. And I was like, don't do that. Don't Far out of excitement. <laughs> I was going to do a good... No. no. Okay. Please take me from this desolate land. Um, the other note that I wanted to say, if I may. Yeah. Are we good? Yeah. Okay. We're good. Um, the other note that I wanted to say is that my, um, I believe it was my partner who coined this fabulous phrasing that I really, really appreciate when talking to friends or talking to people in general about the way that they treat themselves because we do all have such a tendency to say... To be so hard on ourselves. You were talking about yes. your conversation with your therapist and and because of that and because like accidentally my external dialogue will get kinda cruel sometimes and I'll be oh like God, Oh yeah. witch, shut the fuck up or wit, what is your problem? Mm-hmm. And so partner coined the phrase, uh, be nice to my friend. Yeah. Be nice to my friend. Mm-hmm. And so like I like to say that to people all the time now and I know you said it to me before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, um, since I said external dialogue, I think it's so important, and I remember the moment that someone said the words, check your internal dialogue, Mm -hmm. Um, and it's like the moment that I did that, I was like, holy shit, I am talking shit about myself to myself at all times. Yes. Like, I am absolutely being like, you're a piece of goddamn shit all the time. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, I know with myself, too, like, the the internal dialogue and the internal self-hate that you can bring on yourself can be so fucking awful. And Maybe worse than someone else hating you. Well, it's just, it's, it's like, it's the same thing of, like, I'm saying this thing to myself, but if anybody else said it to me, I'd be like, fuck you, and I would start a fight. Finger but, guns again, dude. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm, I'm picturing, like, a bar brawl, like, you don't fucking say that, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. you know. But when you say it to yourself, for some reason, you you give yourself permission to speak to yourself. Oh, I have a lot of permission to say a lot of awful things to myself. Yeah. <laughs> and like when, when I started going to therapy and, and we sort of started touching base on all of this and my therapist was sort of like, she was like, okay, like you keep bringing up, you know, these things that you're saying to yourself. She's like, just give me an, an example of the running dialogue that goes in your head. And I started listing off mm-hmm. all this awful shit mm-hmm. that I say to myself. This terrible shit. 
oh, you should have done this. You can't do it. You, you could have done this, but you didn't. Like, you're so fucking lazy. Like, stuff when all, all of these horrible things. Exist, so. Yeah, and, like, I started, I, I did this full, and, like, I started, like, I thought it was just going to be a couple phrases, and it turned into, like, this seven-minute fucking dialogue yeah. of me just saying all this shit I really that, that so I much. say to myself. <laughs> yeah. And when I had finally run out of things to say, she sort of, she let us sort of sit in the silence for a minute, and then she said, that's really harsh. Mm. and just her acknowledging that's really harsh <laughs> I fucking started sobbing yeah, that, dude. because it was like somebody acknowledging like that's so hard you're being so hard on yourself and you don't deserve that and it was it was for me it was so meaningful for somebody else to acknowledge that I was indeed being so hard on myself and that it was so completely unnecessary. It was sort of like somebody sort of allowing me to to grieve and to feel sad for myself and everything that I had put myself through. Definitely. So now when I get into those moments, I try to acknowledge and be aware of when I am being negative with myself and sort of checking in with myself and when I'll be, oh, I should have done that. Oh, I, fucking, I could have done that. Like, uh. And then I'll just check in with myself and be like, nope. I did what I did, you know, whatever, like yeah. I'm doing as much as I can and, and I can't deplete myself by trying to be everything for everybody or, or do everything for everyone or whatever. And so it's just, I'm learning to, I'm learning to be friends with myself and to not let myself bully. Well, to be fair. Yeah. Like at the very least I can be fair to every single individual human plant, every species, rock, <laughs> mineral, My pet I rock. can be at He's the important to Gary. Excuse me, but all of them are. <laughs> well, Gary is special to me, but okay. My point is, at the very least, I can be fair. I can be fair. The very fucking bottom baseline yeah. to everyone. So can we just be fair to ourselves? Yeah. Like, Fair, dude. And, and I think that's just giving yourself a little bit of slack. I think in this day and age, everybody is trying so hard to be the best and the most beautiful and the skinniest and the most athletic and the most funny and the most this and the most that because social media is making it so easily accessible with a punch of a thumb. It's like the best of the best is right there in front of us. Not to disagree with you, but like I, th I wanted to do that before I, before I even knew a phone existed. Yeah, like, yeah. I wanted to be the best at something. Yeah, when and I, was younger. I think it's definitely, it's it's just more easily accessible now, sure. and I think it's easier to compare yourself to everybody that you're seeing on Instagram and Facebook yeah. and, and if you, whatever. If you do that. Yeah. Nonsense. And, but I think it's, it's giving yourself a little bit of slack in the way that you give a friend some slack. Like, hey, this person didn't do this, but I don't know, maybe they were busy this week, or maybe they had things going on. And just giving yourself that little bit of like, you know what? Maybe you were just really busy this week and you just couldn't deal with that thing or whatever. Well, that, that's why I brought up the internal external dialogue is that's all I was trying to say is, um, be fair, like yeah. be like, check yourself. Yeah. Cause that's what Before I, you wreck yourself. Well, I like to say, <laughs> check your internal dialogue. And I don't remember <laughs> who gave me that exact phrase, but I will be in my head. I will be being very hard on myself. I will be very hard on everything and just, I don't know, dude, in the moment that you can say, hey, 
<laughs> before you wreck yourself. Yeah. Like, you're paying your, I don't know, whatever is your triumph for the day. Like, mm-hmm. I was going to say, like, you can pay your rent. And you live in a big city, and mm-hmm. things are really expensive, and you work really hard, and it doesn't matter what the triumph is, like, you can change your dialogue. Yeah. And I think... Dude, today I let my car warm up. <laughs> it was two degrees outside. No, that's outside. called growing up. No, girl. but, like, literally, I, I planned enough time for me to sit outside and let my car warm up for ten minutes, and I swear to God, in that moment, I was like, I am such a fucking adult. I am such a good fucking person to my car. Like, your perspective. Giving love to my car. Like, even that little thing where I was like, this is gonna be my fucking gold badge for the day. Like, I did this good thing. Like, give yourself more fucking gold badges. Like, it's one of the most like, vanilla, not he's not vanilla, he's just very level. The One of the most level people that I know. Um... Keeping up with Swan, that's beer number three. Walked past me while I was... <laughs> I was talking about being upset with something mm-hmm. and told me to flip my perspective. And I was like, I can't remember the exact wording, and I know that I've discussed this before, but it was like, I'm so tired of having this situation come up. And he just slowly... He just walked past me and then very gently said, flip your perspective. And I was like, I'm so grateful for the opportunity to, <laughs> and that's, that's what we're talking about. Like yeah. internal, external, like, yeah. and when your internal dialogue gets crazy enough, it becomes external, which is an interesting thing. Like that's why someone would have cause to say, be nicer to my friend because yeah. your internal dialogue gets so loud that you say mm-hmm. you're a piece of shit. Like, I will say that out. Yeah. And I, I say it if I'm on a day off and I'm by myself, like, I'm deaf talking to myself throughout the day, and For that sure. shit just comes out. Yeah. Like, it's just like, hey, asshole, get back to work. Mm-hmm. And, like, if somebody talked to me like that, I would punch them in mm-hmm. the face. Yes. It's tough to punch yourself in the face. I've literally said that entire also phrasage that it. you just said. I've said that exact same thing to my therapist, mm. where I've said, like, I will tell myself, like, get back to work. Like, if you're taking yeah, five minutes right. off, then you're not working hard enough, and da-da-da. And she said what would you say if, if your employer said that to you? And I said, I would say, fuck the fuck off. I'm working as hard as I can. <laughs> and she said, then why do you feel the right to say that to yourself? Because I'm trying to push myself is the answer. I, I, and I, I that's where I am too. And because I'm a fighter, and if I don't push myself, then I, like, here's the thing. I ran away from home when I was 17 years old. In making that decision to leave, I decided to leave the whole support system, the whole freaking everything that had ever been my world until that point. And when you do that sort of thing, sorry, I got distracted and it's not your fault. You needed to do that, but I was taking notes to say a thing after I know I it's okay. Trust you. No, and you're fine. I just have to get better at that sort of thing. Um, you ran away from home. Mm-hmm. But well, why did I tell you that I ran away from home? I don't remember that. Because I was talking about... Oh, support system and, like... Okay, so the idea is there is no downtime. There's no moment for you to wait. There's no one gonna fucking solve your problems for you. You best get off your ass and solve it or just jump off that goddamn cliff Mm because you're over. Like, it's... Mm -hmm. There's there's something in pushing yourself and something in moving so hard and so fast that makes you be less fair. Can I say that I... Anything you want. I, my internal dialogue is 
100% absolutely the same, where I'm constantly pushing myself and I'm constantly saying, oh, yeah. nobody else is going to start their own business. You better fucking get on it. Like, yeah. all of these things, like, if you're not working for yourself, you're not, you know, work, 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 work. Yeah. That is 100% my dialogue. Yeah. But also, I am trying to practice and I'm learning the importance of even though you're working and you're pushing and you're going and you're doing to give yourself five minutes because five minutes has never ruined an empire. Giving yourself five minutes to say, (laughs) okay, this is what I'm doing. This is what I'm working on. And this is what I'm doing great. And I think that's the importance of even when you're really hard on yourself and which I am, and I know you are too, but allowing yourself to give yourself gold stars and allowing yourself to be like, okay, you're working on this and this is really hard and it's really scary, but you know what you fucking did great? You did this great and you fucking crushed that and you fucking tackled that really well and you're doing shit and you're crossing shit off your to-do list and you're focusing and giving yourself those gold stars, even though it feels fucking cheesy and really stupid. But it's honestly taking, literally, five minutes never ruined anybody, unless you're an Olympic runner. Like, five minutes to take a pause and just, okay, this is what I'm working on, this is what I'm going to focus on, this is what I've been doing well, this is my encouragement, okay, pump yourself up, this is what I'm going to do, great, okay, game plan, go. Well, and this might tie into your want to quit smoking, honestly. I have ten months, don't pressure me. I'm not pressuring you. What I'm saying is... No, I'm being... I'm trying to be funny. What... That's part of the reason I smoke cigarettes. Oh, yeah. Like, it... it, If you don't smoke, it takes me away from you for a second. If you do smoke, I can tell you to go the fuck away or we Mm -hmm. can have a conversation. Like, it is... It is a five minutes that I give to myself. It's a meditation because it is deep breathing. Oh, yeah. It's just breathing in toxins. Yeah. But my therapist has given me permission to continue smoking because it's a way that I'm self-medicating. Yes. And she says, right now, that's your self-medication. We're going to work on other That's what ways. I'm trying to do, too. And she's like, we're transitioning, but for the meantime, I give you permission to continue doing this guilt-free. And I'm like, you're the best therapist. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, especially because that, honestly, and I wish that everyone would quit smoking, myself included. Everybody, but please. it has um, kept me on this earth. Like, yeah. And it's that, it's that break that you allow yourself. It's yes. that, you know what, you get to go away now. Yeah. And it's such the excuse to it sometimes where you're like, I mean, it's real. It's a chemical dependency. So Absolutely. like, I need a fucking cigarette is real. That's but the whole the, reason why I started smoking. When you're like, well, I mean, let's, let's, let's make that a whole nother podcast. Why did you start smoking? Do not. Well, no, I was, I was just going to say is because I was, I was working like, in restaurants and you're not, you're not allowed, you're not given a lunch break. You're not given a break at all. And so I saw all these people who were smoking. He'd be like, I need a cigarette. And they'd go outside and they'd be allowed to have a six minute break or whatever. And so that was the entire reason why I started smoking. Burger King. Was because I needed old. to have a break. And it, there is something to be said about exiting your current physical situation, going into a different physical space and deep breathing, whether it's with or without a cigarette. Well, my... And that, 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 it's, it is a form of meditation. I wanted to talk about that earlier when we were talking about, like, triggers and trauma, etc. Yeah. Because I wanted to say, sometimes I wonder if people see me 
walk very quickly to the closet that has gloves and a first aid kit, etc. in it, and just, like, there's cameras all over Mm -hmm. the establishment. Like, do you see me disappear into that room for three minutes and wonder what the fuck was Wit doing? The answer is not freaking the fuck out. Yeah. And I, I find that really, like, interesting in in the take time for self-care and etc. Like, do more than usual today because I know about myself that I, I have an approximate two days on, maybe three, four tops, but you hit me on five days in yeah. a row working, yep. and I'm a kind of walking ball of anxiety at that yeah. point. Like, And I kind of need to duck behind a corner or into a bathroom. I took two bathroom breaks today where I actually had to pee, but I needed to breathe more. And I just like, you you shut the door, you lock the door, you slam your back against it and just stand there for a second. And often lately my hands kind of land on my heart where I'm just like, Mm -hmm. shit, dude, like, okay. And like, again, I I do that same thing. And it's sort of a way (laughs) of like, it's regulating your heart and you're just saying, I'm going to breathe in. I'm going to breathe out. And you Twice, just kind of... Yes. I had to pee, and I chose to stand there. I yes. took my whole allotted five-minute pee break to stand there for a second, mm-hmm. and then came back later, hours later, and held the pee, just because I needed to stand there for so... Yeah. Like, I needed to stand there so badly. I would say in that moment, allow yourself that five minutes of breathing time, and also allow yourself a three-minute piss break. I think I... Because you... You're right. Are allowed that. A trouble is, again, when I hit, like, too many days on, like, I know what my limits are. I've been working here long enough that I have told them, girls, schedule me two days on, two days off every week if you want. Like, Mm -hmm. no, wait, two days on, one day off. Like, Mm -hmm. if you give me two days on, one day off, I will give you a solid... Solid, like ninety-eight percent. Just like I'm. Gonna <coughs> you're gonna find your best wit if you give me a day off mm-hmm. after two days in this exact business. Yeah. Um, and when it hits three, four, five days, and and I'm currently at no less than six months of a ridiculous. I just, I'm sorry, I wanted to whip my chapstick at you to just try to emphasize that you're working too much. Okay, I thought that you were whipping your chapstick at me <laughs> to try and emphasize that I was fiddling with too many things. No, oh my so god, I dropped no. the rubber band sorry. in my hands. I'm sorry. I was like, you're I right, I don't even know where I got this. Yeah, Why I am I messing with this rubber band? I'm so sorry. You didn't ruin anything. Okay. I'm, um, I'm, I guess I'm a fiddler. We're just going to get that out of there. I and wasn't like, even yelling at you for that. I'm you so didn't sorry. yell. No, but like while we're at it, this is a conversation podcast and like we're getting real about shit. Like, yeah. Yeah, we are. It has extreme adult ADHD. I I should read the letter sometime for like when I got here. I got I had to be reevaluated because back home, you know, state to state, it's different for being evaluated for different issues. The letter that I have from the psychologist or whatever that helped evaluate me was like this person has. The, some of the most extreme ADHD that I have seen in an adult human being ever. No, I wasn't trying to rag on you for your ADHD. I wasn't noticing no, it at all. Not. I just wanted to throw my chapstick at you to be like, I agree so hard no. at you that I want to whip my chapstick. Just for the sake of keeping our chapsticks separate since they are the same, why don't you take yours back? <laughs> I'll take it. I'll put my pocket. Swipey, no swipey. <sighs> 
I feel like this was good. I feel like it was a, a really sort of unintentional but really in-depth conversation about internal dialogue and boundaries and self-care which is a lot of stuff that we want to talk about too it was a lot of heavy stuff and yeah. i think we're gonna we're definitely gonna touch base on it in oh, later episodes i mean we're for probably sure. just gonna continue to retouch base as i can yeah. see it because the same yeah. stories seem to so we've been working on this project for a minute not too many minutes but just long enough to be like hi do you want to do this? Yes, we do. Cool. So there's, I think, a lot of stories that we keep referencing because we're not sure whether it's it's footage we're using yet or whatever. But I also think that we're going to continue to hit these stories because they apply in different areas. Yeah. And so it's like, it's that one time. And it'll be just like being friends. Yeah. Where we can talk about stuff. Why do you use that <laughs> Because I like to use that voice. I like it. Because um, sometimes I'm just a valley girl. <laughs> I know you can be valley girl. Plastic. Um, <gasps> don't be a psychopath. <sighs> Calling it back. Psychopath. <laughs> Wait, that didn't no. even work. In the... I know. Write it up. I was just... Edit it. Edit it up. <laughs> Cut this. Cut this. Um... No, I think I think radical self-care and radical self-acceptance and all of these wonderful things and just having a positive dialogue, I think that these are things that I want to keep reiterating into the podcast just for people who are listening where it's like, hey, look, I don't know what you're going through, but I bet you're trying really hard and I bet you're like doing your best and I bet you're going through some really hard shit, but you can do it. And I believe in you. And, and I think some people just need to hear that positive reaffirmation. Like, you are enough. You are going through some shit. And, and you deserve freaking forgiveness. Absolutely. You deserve space and yes. room. And, and, a, and a non-religious, a non-religious forgiveness. I mean, sure. Or, or religious, whatever. But I, I think, I think, I don't know, maybe it's just me. I hear forgiveness. You might be thinking Jesus about, like, repentance. Like, no, I mean not even that. I think I think forgiveness, and I think oh Jesus, whatever. No, it's like, so no, no. I think it. everybody deserves a little bit of elbow room, and everybody deserves a little bit of grace, to the point of, maybe you've made a mistake, maybe you did a thing, maybe you should have done the thing, whatever. Everybody's going through a thing, and you're trying really hard, and everybody's just doing their best to forge their own fucking way, and it's hard. And I agree wholeheartedly. And I also think that it's unnecessary to say non-religiously because religion means a bunch of different things. And it can be, you might mean non-like, non I don't mean in the Catholic form of That's forgiveness. That's kind of what I was thinking, yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but, um, yeah. Man. We're going to have a whole six-part episode about religion. Sure. Yeah, totally. I just mean, like, like the sun is, uh, is religious yeah. to me and the... It, breathing is really I, I was thinking a very strict the Catholic sort of sense. And the yeah. air and trees are religious to me. All right, chill over there. Oh, chill over there, nature Jesus. Calm down. Fuck <laughs> off. I was enjoying being nature Jesus for a second. My point is, like, this is not an anti-religion. You're just talking no. about, like, streamline. I, I, I mean, I'll admit that I'm a little bit anti-religion, but I don't want that to be what this podcast is. That's well, my own personal I can't view. wait until we talk about we'll totally building talk about your it. own religion. Absolutely. It's, it's going to be, be fabulous. In the meantime, I think we 
we really opened up and sort of picked open a few scabs. This I have week. never done that in my life. We picked some scabs this week. Okay, fine. <laughs> I didn't throw anything. Can I throw more things? You threw a couple things. Wait, hold on. All right, she just threw a pen. We get it. <laughs> we get it. You're upset. I know. I just wanted to throw something. Are you upset it. because you just want a cigarette really bad? Um, that I think you're projecting. I right might be now. projecting because I want and a cigarette really bad. The thing is, I think that we're wrapped for the I week. think maybe like we're wrapped. <laughs> like you, I think like we've talked about enough stuff. You hate it when I use that voice for you, and I'm sorry <laughs> that when I use. I'm sorry that when I quote you, I'm gonna use that voice. Like I promise you, and I promise all of our fans and guests yeah. and friends, yeah, that I do not think that you sound like that. How? That's all I needed to hear. Oh, you do not. That's all I needed to hear. No, that you don't think that I sound no. like this, like um, in real life. So, <laughs> a funny thing, uh, in a previous relationship that I had, someone got really upset about the way that I was. Because I guess I like to do voices. Impressions. We heard me try to do a cricket impression. It was bad. It's not great. I know. I'm going to work on it. But uh, so my voice for them, and they were a male, was apparently like seven tones higher than my own. Mm. And they were like, I don't sound like that. They totally did. Meanwhile, they're like, like, I don't sound like this. <laughs> like in real life. And you're like, and I'm squealing so like what do you want from me but yeah so i thought it was really funny that they got really upset about yep. that impression but like at the same time like this is how i talk mm-hmm. so if you're the dude what am i supposed to do just drop it even uh, lower like <laughs> do i just add a little bulk or maybe a growl like Hey. No, 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 no. Can you imagine? No, 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 no. Oh my god. Oh my Sorry, god. Lords and ladies. Oh my god. Wit is spilling drinks. I told you guys. If my feet are down here, it's gonna be a danger zone. <laughs> I went uh, to the danger zone. Thank you. Thank you. That's beautiful. Thanks for um. Got it. So again, uh, while Wit is cleaning up this mess, I just want to say, oh my god, please, please, please give us your feedback, give us your questions, give us your everything. Our email is imyourpersonpodcast at gmail.com, and I just want to say thank you for letting us be your person. And Wit just cleaned up a big mess, but she's thanking you too. I'm back. Thank you, and we're your person. And I can't wait to see you guys next week. Thank you so much. This is amazing.